In Mary Shelley's tale of Frankenstein, through bumbling experiments and a crude stitching together of body parts electrified to life, Dr. Victor Frankenstein creates a monster, unnatural and not entirely human, a creature terrible to behold who escapes to terrorize the countryside. Nobody here is stitching loose heads and arms to torsos or passing 220 volts through organs to bring them back to life. Instead, a peculiar alchemy of human health has been occurring these last 50 years or so, creating modern health horrors all during a time, most of us have believed, of unprecedented medical advancement. So it's all the more surprising that a universe of primitive creatures dwelling directly below our diaphragm, behind our belly button, but beneath our conscious awareness, and that of our doctors, is only now coming to light as a hugely important phenomenon in human health. Eleven years ago, in the first of my series of wheat belly books, I described how agricultural scientists and farmers had changed this plant called wheat, transforming a traditional five-foot-tall plant into an 18-inch-tall, thick-stocked, large-seeded crop, a change that required thousands of genetic experiments. The final genetically altered result did indeed produce a high-yield crop, enabling farmers to harvest several-fold more bushels per acre than of traditional strains a boom in yield that helped feed the hungry and starvation-plagued underdeveloped countries. But this new crop also inflicted a collection of unexpected effects on the humans who consumed it. Effects ranging from appetite stimulation to temporal lobe seizures, seborrhea to a 400% increase in celiac disease. Formerly rare type 1 and type 2 diabetes became mainstream conditions, and humans who used to eat to live were transformed into a population with insatiable all-you-can-eat appetites. The health consequences of consuming modern wheat are so destructive, so unnatural, that I labeled it Frankengrain. I found that removing Frankengrains from the diet yielded substantial, often life-changing health benefits. Thousands of people experienced effortless weight loss and transformations in their health, restoring them to 1950s-like flat tummies and freeing them of numerous modern health conditions. And yet, a substantial proportion also reported something like this. I lost 47 pounds without even trying, and I'm no longer hungry all the time. I'm no longer pre-diabetic, and I'm off two blood pressure pills. My rheumatoid arthritis is about 70% better, and I was able to stop the several thousand dollar per month injectable drug. But I still have some flare-ups and had to resume the steroids and naproxen. In other words, removing frankengrains from the diet and adding in the handful of nutritional supplements I recommended, which reversed health phenomena such as insulin resistance, did not fully address all of people's health issues. Some people reported losing, say, 70 pounds, with only another 30 pounds to go, but their weight loss stalled despite doing everything right. The wheat belly lifestyle includes basic efforts to recultivate healthy microbial species dwelling in the gastrointestinal tract, that is, the intestinal microbiome, but something was still missing. The wheat belly community, large, international, and enthusiastically engaged, was also, and remains, a collaborative community, all of us sharing experiences and looking for better answers on how to achieve 100% success and finally conquer residual health issues. This community, in effect, is an enormous crowdsourcing of wisdom, with hundreds of thousands of people all seeking answers to similar questions. Don't worry, 
If you are unfamiliar with the strategies of the wheat belly lifestyle, which, despite its shortfalls, is still quite powerful, I articulate its tenets later in the book, in addition to introducing new and powerful strategies you can use to build a supergut. Over the last few decades, outside the wheat belly experience, an explosion of research made it clear that common mental and emotional struggles, such as depression, social isolation, hatred, anxiety, and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, could be blamed on disruptions to the intestinal microbiome. It also became clear that health conditions as unrelated as obesity, autoimmune conditions, and neurodegenerative diseases, likewise, could be blamed on changes inflicted on the microbes dwelling beneath our diaphragms. Because I am personally interested in both improving human health and performance and decreasing people's reliance on the healthcare system, I wondered whether such microbiome disruptions could explain the persistence of health issues in the individuals who were following my programs. It was this chain of logic that sent me searching for evidence of lost microbes, bacterial species that might have vanished from the modern human microbiome. And indeed, I did find several candidates that, when restored to the human gut, yielded impressive improvements in people's health and even in their appearance. But I also found that the disappearance of several key microbes could not explain all persistent health problems. Hints of a more comprehensive answer kept trickling in from the worldwide wheat belly community as some people continued to complain about their sleep struggles, persistent joint pain even after partial relief with wheat and grain elimination, and stubborn food intolerances from before the wheat belly program that would not resolve. Why would so many people have intolerances to everyday foods such as tomatoes, kidney beans, and peanuts? Digging into the idea that disrupted microbiomes could also account for these health phenomena made it clearer and clearer that I'd find the answers in the microbial universe. 